Good evening, this is Patrick Donahue. We always appreciate you listening to Bible Crossfire every week at this same time. Hopefully we're going to give you a Bible answer to your Bible question. Not just what we think or what we would like the truth to be. What is the most popular answer? What is the most politically correct answer? What will bring in the most people to a particular church? No, we're going to try to give you what the Bible says because it's the standard. God's Word, John 17, 17, Jesus said, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. So God's Word defines for us what the truth is. And only the truth is going to set us free from sin, John eight thirty two. So we're going to try to give you the truth. And if we misunderstand what the Bible has to say and you correct us, you'll be our best friend. You'll be our best friend. Lines are wide open if you have a Bible question or comment. Give us a call, 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755 if you have a Bible question or comment. Several times recently on this program, we've had callers defend false teachers. Those who teach something contrary to what the Bible says. One caller in particular has repeatedly defended a famous denominational preacher who taught Jews and Muslims, for example, can be saved without ever believing in Christ. Of course, I'm talking about Billy Graham. We know Billy Graham is famous for teaching in crusade after crusade that people needed to come forward and accept Christ in order to be saved. But in an interview with Robert Schuller on May the 31st, 1997, Mr. Graham said this, and I quote, whether they come from the Muslim world or the Buddhist world or the Christian world or the non-believing world, they are members of the body of Christ because they've been called by God. They may not even know the name of Jesus, but they know in their hearts they need something that they don't have and they turn to the only light they have and I think they're saved they're going to be with us in heaven. And then in McCall's magazine, January 1978, Mr. Graham said this, and I quote again, I used to believe that pagans in far-off countries were lost, were going to H-E-L-L, if they did not have the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to them. I no longer believe that. I believe that there are other ways of recognizing the existence of God, through nature, for instance, and plenty of other opportunities, therefore saying yes to God. So Mr. Graham, Billy Graham, Billy Graham even though he preached in crusade after crusade that people had to accept Christ to be saved, when it came right down to it and they interviewed him, asking him about Jews and Muslims who never believed in Christ, he said, they're going to be saved. They don't really have to believe in Christ to be saved. But what does the Bible say about that? That's the most important thing. Well, Jesus, and Jesus, well, that's a pretty important voice in this discussion because he's the one that started this religion called Christianity. I mean, it's named after him, Christ, Jesus. He said in John eight twenty four. I said unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These passages prove conclusively that one has to believe in Jesus to be saved. Billy Graham, the most famous preacher of our generation, said, no, you didn't really have to do that. 
Mr. Graham then was contradicting the man he claimed was his Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, you've got to believe in me to be saved. On many occasions he taught that. Billy Graham says, no, that you don't. What are we talking about tonight? False teachers. Many claim that it's okay to be a false teacher. They defend them. They can be saved. Billy Graham was a false teacher because he taught something that was false. It's that simple. Now, let's notice what 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 says about false teachers. It says, and I quote, But there were false prophets people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately, privately, or we would say privately, shall bring in condemnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So according to that verse, and that's from God's word, so according to that verse, false teachers are destroyed spiritually and they cause those who teach, cause those they teach to be condemned. So we've got to take this seriously. False teachers are going to be destroyed and lost and those that follow their false teaching are going to be lost if they follow it. Billy Graham is a false teacher because he's taught something that was false. He taught you could be saved without believing in Jesus. We have a lot of examples of false teachers in our day. If you have a Bible question or comment, the number to call is 877-655-6755. Call me. If you have a Bible question or comment, 877-655-6755. The lines are wide open. We see the same thing from Matthew 15, 14. It reads this way. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. So both the false teacher and those that follow the false teacher will fall into the ditch. The ditch representing being lost in the back place. Now think of why this particular false teaching is so dangerous that we've been talking about with Billy Graham. If Jews and Muslims think they can be saved without ever believing in Christ because they hear Billy Graham preach that or teach that, why should they ever investigate the Christian religion to see if it's true? According to Mr. Graham, they're saved like they are. They don't have to believe in Jesus. And if Christians believe the theory that Jews and Muslims can be saved as they are, why would those Christians feel the need to make any effort to preach to them? I mean, if they're okay as they are, the Jews and Muslims, without ever believing in Christ, why go to all the trouble to try to teach them the gospel? Some other passages that teach false teachers will be lost include Matthew 15, verse 9. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So if we teach the commandments of men instead of the commandments of God, the Bible says here our worship is vain. Jesus says that, useless or worthless. You can't go to heaven that way. Jay from Texas, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hey, how are you? So I was calling in. I read somewhere in my Bible, and I'm sorry I can't pull it up right now because I'm driving. But just about like a third heaven, I think Paul was talking about it. And I've seen various references. I think it was in Second Corinthians. But I've seen references about paradise, uh, the third heaven, and also just am a little confused about what those are. Is there a difference between, like, different types of heavens? Um, yeah. The Second Corinthians 12, Paul went up into the third heaven. And what is going on here in the Bible, you might could say there are three heavens. Two of those are talking about the literal heavens. One heaven is like the sky where the birds fly. The second okay. heaven is where the universe, the stars and the sun is, okay, out there. 
The right. third heaven then refers to the spiritual place where God is. You could oh, fly an airplane up into where the birds fly, and you can fly a spaceship to where the where you know out in outer space. So you can get to the first two heavens physically if you got enough capability. But you can't get to this heaven by flying a rocket or a spaceship to it. It's a spiritual place where God resides. And so when Paul in Second Corinthians chapter twelve was talking about the third heaven, he was talking about. Uh, and that's in Second Corinthians 12, verse 2, by the way. He was talking about the heaven where God is. The heaven where Perfect. faithful Christians go after they die. Does that make sense, Jay? That makes a lot of sense. And can I ask you one more question? I'm, I'm so sorry if I can't, but... Yeah, go if, ahead. If okay. Go ahead, Jay. So after Jesus died, he when he was on the cross, he was talking to the one uh, on his side, and he said, you'll be with me in paradise this day. But I, I feel like I remember somewhere about Jesus leading those who were captive somewhere like did he descend and then ascend i don't know if the, you, you're understanding what i'm asking yeah he told the thief on the cross he would be in paradise with him in that day acts right. chapter 2 um, says in verse 30 therefore being a prophet and knowing that god has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins according to the flesh he should raise up christ to sit on his throne he's seen this before spake of the resurrection of christ that his soul was not left in Hades, neither did his flesh uh, see corruption. So evidently, based upon those passages, Jesus, after he died, went into Hades, which is where all dead people go. If you look at Luke chapter 16, the last part of that chapter, beginning in verse 19, there's the story of the rich man and Lazarus. They both go into Hades. Lazarus, being a person that was faithful to God, he goes into the comfort part of Hades, paradise, where God, where Jesus and the thief were. And then the rich man went into the torment part of Hades. So all dead people, people when they die, go to Hades. There's a comfort part, a, a torment part, and they go there in waiting the judgment day. And in a sense then, they, you already know where you're going to go based upon right. after you die. The, the judgment day is more like a sentencing where all the people in the torment part of Hades are cast into into the bad place, H-E-L-L. -L. Right. And then all those in the comfort part, the paradise part of Hades, uh, right. then go to heaven. Okay? That Does that answer so your question, Jay? That, 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 thank you so much. God bless you guys for being just a great resource and continue to do God's work. Thank you for your call, Jay. Patrick from Canada, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Patrick, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Dave from California, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Hello, Patrick. Uh, this is Dave. Um, I was had a question in regards to your statement about Billy Graham. I understand where you're coming from and why you say what you say. But my question is... Um, now, I know you believe that you have to be baptized to be saved. Uh, Correct. Now, prior to that, prior, yes. what, what year did you come to believe that? What year did I come to believe that? Yes. Uh, 1981. Okay. Prior to 1981, had you ever taught anybody at any time that you had to be, that you didn't have to be baptized to be saved? I know before that, you didn't believe that, correct? Yes. I think I had taught okay. people before that you didn't have to be baptized to be saved. Okay. I did not, <clears throat> so, I did not come to the truth on that yet, Dave. Right. 
So let me ask you, were you, are you considered a false teacher, like you're saying Billy Graham is, because you don't know what he was in the last 10 years of his life. You just know from a statement that he made at a certain point in time, what if he would have changed at a certain point in time that belief and would have taught differently? Because you're saying yeah. 1997 was the last record you have of that. So if he's a false teacher, are you a false teacher? Now, that's a good point. And I was a false teacher, but I repented of that and changed. You made a good point. And if Billy Graham changed on that, if he changed on it and he and then he taught later, I was wrong, that a person does have to believe in Christ to be saved, and you do have to be baptized to be saved, and, and this doctrine of once saved, always saved is false, these two or three doctrines that Billy Graham publicly believed, then yes, if he repented and got forgiveness, he wouldn't be a false teacher anymore. You're exactly right, Dave. Okay, I just I just thought that was fair because I know I've changed my mind many times. I still don't believe yeah. you have to baptize to be saved, but uh-huh. I, I listen and I've been studying and I you know, I I have listened to a lot of Billy Graham messages mm-hmm. in the last year and I I was really floored because the the church I go to I was really floored how much he teaches that you I mean, it's not an easy he teaches, it's not an easy salvation that you have to work. It has to follow your conversion you mm-hmm. this this is an automatic it will happen if that now it's christ doing the work through us but he he's insistent that you have to repent and put away your sin and and follow the lord and i don't know, you know i just haven't heard that in churches that often he's much Dave, that's what's so inconsistent because when i was growing up i would hear billy graham preach sometimes you could turn almost every friday night your tv and see him preaching in a crusade, and every time at the end of that sermon he preached on TV, he would say, you need to come forward and accept Christ to be saved. Yet he says in these quotes we have, I mean, you didn't know that from watching the TV and the quotes that we have, that you can be saved without believing. It's, it's like, Dave, it's like he understood the truth and most of the times preached the truth on the fact that you have to believe to be saved, believe in Christ, but that he succumbed to political correctness pressure. The pressure of somebody asking him publicly, like in a newspaper or in a magazine, but if you have to believe in Christ to be saved, that leaves the Jews and the Muslims out, and he couldn't bring himself to say that in that kind of situation. You know, a lot of people believe one thing and then succumb, say something else by succumbing to uh, political correctness pressure. We see that a lot today, don't we, Dave? Uh, I understand what you're saying. Um, I listened to Jay Vernon McGee, and he was the one that. Do you believe that he's a false teacher? Just curious. Well, I haven't. I've heard him on the radio before, but I haven't heard him enough to be able to say that definitively. Okay. Okay. Well, if anybody wasn't going to believe in political correctness, it would be him. I guess that's why uh, I asked the question. Yeah, so, and he's, okay. of course he's been dead for many years now, even though he's still right. on the radio, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, some of the things that we're talking about with Billy Graham, besides him saying publicly like this that you that Jews and Muslims can be saved like they are without believing in Christ, we get back to an issue like you brought up. Well, do you have to be baptized to be saved? You know, you said... You, right. You, perhaps you and I can study that over the phone sometime, if you'd like. Uh, maybe we could t- just get on the phone. I appreciate that. Yeah, not, not yet, but I appreciate that. I know the okay, invitation is there, and I'll come back to it yeah. when I get a chance. Thank okay. you for your call, Dave. Thank, thank you, Patrick. Yeah, Bye-bye. yeah appreciate, appreciate that. So, if you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755.
That's another thing that Dave mentioned that Billy Graham did not teach, that you have to be baptized to be saved. But Jesus said, and this is a place where Billy Graham contradicts Jesus. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, 16. Peter said to teaching some believers in Acts 2, these people are already believers in Christ, according to Billy Graham's position, in those crusades, they were already saved. But Peter told them to repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you've got to be baptized to get the remission of sins according to the inspired writer, according to God. Saul of Tarsus believed in Jesus on the road to Damascus, Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 6. But it wasn't until three days later that he was forgiven of his sins. Ananias told him, three days after he believed in Christ, Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So he had to get baptized to get his sins washed away. His sins weren't washed away when he believed. Now, we all agreed it's the blood of Christ that washes away our sins. Belief doesn't wash away your sins. Baptism doesn't wash away your sins. Those are just conditions you have to meet in order to be forgiven by the blood of Christ. When does the blood of Christ wash away your sins? Well, in the case of Saul, he believed. His sins weren't washed away, not until three days later when he was baptized. So it's clear from Acts twenty-two sixteen that the blood of Christ doesn't wash away your sins until you're baptized. So we're looking at passages that talk about false teachers, but we'll go ahead and take another call. Matt from Kentucky, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, I was just wondering uh, about death. Because in the Bible it says you're appointed to die once. However, in um, Jesus rose people from the dead, and so did the apostles. So um, do those people have to die again, or are they still alive, or what's going on with that? Okay. I believe it's Hebrews 9.27. It says uh, it's appointed to man once to die, and after this the judgment. It's in Hebrews 9 anyway. I may have the verse wrong. Okay? You're right. We only have to die once. Okay? But there are a few exceptions to that rule. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, right? So there's in a case where he raised somebody from the dead. So that person had to die twice. Lazarus evidently died twice. Uh, Jesus is the only one to be raised from the dead never to die again, is the way I've heard it said. Does that make sense, Matt? Um, yeah. So the, the people who've been raised from the dead other than Jesus had to die again. So they, they have to die once. There is an exception to that. A few people had to die twice. And I believe, if I have it correctly, Elijah was taken up to heaven while he was still alive. So he didn't ever have to die the first time. Hmm. You got any follow-up questions, Matt? Uh, nah, not really. Thank you. Appreciate though. your call. Uh-huh. Have a good night. All right. Another passage that talks about false teachers, Galatians 1, verse 9, says, As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So if we preach a different gospel than what people in that day received, the original gospel we're going to be accursed. I think the NIV translates that eternally condemned. So a person that preaches something different than the true gospel of the New Testament is going to be lost. You know, we don't need to make then make excuses for false teachers. 
We can't say, well, okay, so if somebody teaches falsely, they're still going to be saved anyway. Well, this says if they teach something different than the Bible, false teacher, they're going to be accursed. Revelation 22, 18 and 19 says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So that passage would say if you're adding to the word of God, teaching things that aren't in there, or taking away from the word of God, failing to teach all that's in there, you're a false teacher in effect. It says here at the end of that passage, he's going to take your name, your part out of the book of life. The book of life is like the list of the names of all the same people. So if he takes you out of the book of life, which this verse presents as a possibility, if you're a false teacher, that means you were saved at one time and then you lost your salvation. You were in the book of life, you were saved, then you lost your salvation because you taught false doctrine, something different than what the Bible teaches. If you have a Bible question or comment, the lines are open. 877-655-6755. The number to call if you have a Bible question or comment is 877-655-6755. Preachers like this are a perfect example of someone who knows the truth, as I said to the caller just now, but succumbs to the pressure of political correctness, as Billy Graham did. He preached the truth on this every Friday night. Come forward, accept Christ. You have to believe in Christ to be saved. But when he was put on the spot... Billy Graham, that would mean that Jews and Muslims are going to be lost because they don't believe. He said, no, they'll be saved even without believing in Christ. He succumbed to the pressure of political correctness. They know they're going to be heavily criticized, teachers like this, for saying Jews and Muslims and etc. will be lost, so they cave in. We can't cave in. We've got to stand for the truth without compromise and do not cave in to political correctness. Whether you're talking about gay marriage or anything else, we've got to preach the truth, whatever the Bible says. Bob from Texas, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yeah, I was, I was going down the highway here, and I heard you make a comment uh, concerning Billy Graham, you know, guys like R.C. Sproul, Billy Graham, all those guys like that. Apparently, if you understand God's Word, because they didn't teach you have to be baptized to be baptized. They're in hell today. Is that what you're saying? You know, what we're talking about is the person that's a false teacher is going to be lost. Uh, Matthew, 15, four, Matthew 15, 14 says, If the blind lead the blind, both shall fall in the ditch. So the false teacher is going to be lost. And if they teach, so like Mr. Graham did, that you don't have to believe to be saved or that you don't have to be baptized to be saved. When Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, Ananias told Saul, rise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. If they teach you can be saved without being baptized, that means they're a false teacher. And Jesus said, if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall in the ditch. I didn't write that, Bob. Appreciate your call. You got any follow-up? So you're saying, yeah, you're saying that I'm a false teacher. I've been preaching the gospel almost 50 years, so I am a false teacher because I do not agree with you that what God's Word is saying about baptism, He said repent and be baptized. He didn't say... Unless you are baptized, you're lost. He said, repent, be baptized. But he didn't Bob, say. Actually, what he said. Said, hey, no, Bob, I know what he said. I know what you're yeah. saying. But okay, he actually what say, he said, Bob. You have to be baptized. 
Actually, what he said, Bob, is he didn't just say repent and you'll be saved. He said repent and be baptized for the remission of sins in Acts 2.38. And Mark 16.16, 16, Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So no, Bob, you're not a false teacher because you disagree with what me. You're a false teacher because you disagree with what Jesus said. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He inspired Peter to say, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. And because you don't agree with that and preach something different than that, then you're preaching something that's false. And Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9, says you're going to be accursed because of that. I didn't say that. God did. Perhaps you're listening to this program and you'd like to have that free one-hour phone Bible study. Give me a call or text me after the program at 256-682-9753. If you would like to have a Bible study with me, whenever it's convenient for you, free of charge, via the phone, call or text me at 256-682-9753. We appreciate you listening so much tonight. Appreciate the callers. A lot of good questions tonight. Be sure and listen next week at this same time.